And we're back with another episode of What the Bleep Are They Talking About, the podcast where we help you understand exactly what they're talking about in the news today. I'm Jack, and with me, as always, is the fabulous Jennifer. That's me. How's everybody doing? And before we get started, make sure you like and subscribe down below. Leave us a comment. Tell us if you like us or if you hate us. And ring that bell. That's to make sure you get notifications every time we post, guys. And then you can also view our like Instagram reels and we do some stuff on Twitter sometimes and sometimes. you can just I mainly just follow... retweet a bunch of people which works um but you can follow us on all of our social medias we have all of those down there so and what are we talking about today so today we're going a little bit deeper into something we talked about well I think the way we post it's going to be earlier today mm-hmm. but um, we're going to look a little bit closer into that How? no, not the house bill. The budget bill. The budget bill, okay. yeah, not the infrastructure bill. I got confused. Because we did already do a video on that infrastructure bill, so check that out if you guys want to. But this is diving a little bit deeper because Nancy Pelosi, if you didn't watch that video, Nancy Pelosi is holding up the infrastructure bill to help get through her $3.5 trillion budget bill. I highly recommend you watch that video because I get very angry. She gets very testy. Hurt my microphone. Pelosi is being blocked by nine moderate Democrats. However, Pelosi is supported by the squad. And I think they also mention like 16 other um, more progressive Democrats. Because the progressive Democrats want the American Families Plan included in this $3.5 trillion budget bill but they will not vote for it if it is not included oh oh i'm sorry so she's got opposition from both sides so she's got moderate democrats who are like you can't hold the bill hostage Mm -hmm. and she's got these other democrats who are like well we want this Mm -hmm. play the game guys if the game has to be played play it well And we were interested in exactly what is in the American Families Plan, because both the moderates and the progressives do agree with the $3.5 trillion and the infrastructure bill. It's just about how they're using it to, or when they vote for it. The moderates don't want it being held up. And we said this in our last video, and it's quoted in in some of the articles that we read, like, it had, both of them have bipartisan support. They're Mm -hmm. going to get passed. It's just a matter of, are they getting passed today or are they getting passed at their deadline mm-hmm. or are they getting passed somewhere in the middle and how much infighting is going to be done and manipulating is going to be done between now and then that's a good point i think it really comes down to maybe ethics or how much manipulation do you want in your your government do you want to manipulate it so comment you're using down below how much manipulation list. you want in your in your government Sorry. right do you want uh, a bill being held up for manipulation for another bill or do you want to get it passed to help americans as soon as possible hopefully we all agree that we want them passed but let's see what's in that american families plan so this is from investopedia Frequently described as an ambitious plan to reinvigorate American households, the American Families Plan is one part of the Biden administration's larger economic recovery package, the Build Back Better package, which the White House says will restore the middle class and help families make ends meet. The $1.8 trillion 
Families Plan, which would roll out over 10 years, is the second part of the multi-trillion dollar investment proposal that also includes the American Job Plan. A large infrastructure investment proposal that was released at the end of March and is working its way through Congress. The Americans Family Plan would offer $1 trillion in investments and $800 billion in tax cuts to Americans' families and workers. In addition to other programs, it includes universal preschool, two years of free community college, paid family and medical leave, and extensions to the child tax credit, as well as extensions for the earned income credit and the child independent care credit. It would also extend provisions of the American Rescue Plan, the administration's economic stimulus bill, such as expanded health insurance tax credits to provide premium relief. I'm already exhausted. There's a lot in there. And that's just a subsection of this budget bill that the more like liberal Democrats want in there, mm-hmm. correct? Correct. Right. The American Families Plan is only, what was it, $1.8 trillion of that $3.5 trillion okay. budget plan. Am I wrong? And maybe I am. Mm-hmm. I'll admit it. Didn't we read something about this? And we don't have to go back right now. But like, I feel like we read something about them wanting to pass this as an individual. I'll look back and figure it out. But I feel like they tried to pass this as a, like an individual bill and it didn't gain traction. Mm-hmm. So now what are they trying to do? Like stick it in the budget? American Family Plan. Let me see if I can look it up. If you can't quick. do it quickly, like I'll figure it out later. But mm. I'm no, not nothing sure readily. Okay. I don't I see just, anything that came up. I just feel quickly. like we, we talked about it in something else but mm-hmm. i don't know we're talking we talk literally all the time so it could have just been something else but. but what is your take on the so one of the big parts of this is that it provides free universal preschool based on income i believe yeah and it also provides free two year uh two years of community college um i so i love it I, I want to love it, I guess, is a better way to put that. Mm-hmm. Like, it offers some really good things. Like, I've said the barrier to people being in the workforce is 100% child care. We know that you and I both are supporters of, you know, getting better education. Oh, absolutely. In whatever way you can. Mm-hmm. Um, preschool has been shown to be, like, the new kindergarten. So, more children that can have access to that are undoubtedly going to to be better off in my opinion um and like i said i'm a big proponent of like child care can be way too expensive Mm -hmm. like good child care can be way too expensive and you shouldn't i used a terrible like math analogy earlier i was like if you make a hundred dollars when you go to work and you're paying 150 dollars a day i don't think child care is actually that expensive but i don't have a kid so Mm -hmm. um then you're paying 50 dollars to go to work Mm -hmm. Now, when I, I used to work in a restaurant and I worked with this girl and she made, I think we made 15 bucks an hour and her kid's daycare was equivalent to that 15 bucks an hour. So what she made in a day covered his daycare for that day. So what, so what else are you doing? I mean, if did, you may not know, but like if she didn't have a husband, if she's a single parent or if she did have a husband, her mm-hmm. husband's whole income, like 
one whole income can't go just to childcare for you to be able to go to that job. Mm -hmm. But again, that's a rant for a different day. Now, my thought, my, well, what I said to her at that time, this was years ago, I said, well, why are you working here? In that case, like, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, not why are you working here, as in, like, well, you could get a job everywhere else, but why are you working in general when it would be cheaper just to stay home with him because you and wouldn't avoid the daycare altogether? Yeah, you wouldn't pay transportation or gas or whatever. But I think her response to me was that, you know, there is a benefit to working even though I'm not making any money yeah it's the fact that i am benefiting my resume and that would at some point help me get ahead okay which i agree with that yeah aspect of it. that's totally fair good for that chick yeah yeah um anyway so then it also like says that it's investing in education which again i'm also uh, i would love for all public ed or for your education to be free that's my liberal side. Mm -hmm. And then my more moderate side's like, yeah, that's never going to work out. How are you going to pay for that? So right. so I think this could be a good compromise in having like two years of, because what it says in, at least in the White House briefing, mm -hmm. is it provides an additional four years of school. Now, you know they phrased it that way, so people are like, yeah, four years of college education. No, right. it's the two years of preschool and the two years of community college, which is great because both of those are beneficial. Mm -hmm. You can do so much in those two years of community college, and then maybe you go and do, like, your actual major courses in only a year. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, sky's the limit at that point. And then you're taking out fewer student loans, which means you don't need a repayment program. Or a forgiveness program because you only took out ten thousand mm -hmm. dollars for a year instead of 50 for four again do i know that there's going to be drawbacks do i know that there's going to be like crazy budget issues and deficits yes is it realistic probably not but it mm -hmm. sounds better to me than saying yeah let's just give everybody four years of free college education now my argument was why are we spending all this money on two years of free college when we could instead take those college courses that you would be doing in community college and just put them in high school? Because as someone who's gone through public school, and I, I feel like a lot of people have the sentiment about public school, and even data comes out to support this, is that public school is not properly educating our children. So what is two years of free college when instead we can take what we already have and make that better? So do you really need two years of free college if you're able to make those 12 years that come before it much more valuable to that person? And cut out essentially those two first two years of college education. Right. And that's another that's a separate argument because I, I mentioned that. And you mentioned this, too, that when you first go to a four-year college, those first two years are really two, two just a, a repeat of, of um, high school. Yeah. I mean, I went to a culinary college. and my first two years, aside for some culinary courses, I had to take math. I had to take English. I had to take philosophy. None of those things were conducive to the culinary field. And it's very odd because my school was it well my degree was essentially a trade degree yeah but i was taking 
courses that had nothing to do with culinary arts at that time. I wasn't in a management degree. It was an associate's degree for culinary arts. Yeah. And that first couple classes had nothing to do with my actual degree. Well, I mention this all the time. Like, I'm I'm not a product of the public school system. I'm a product of homeschool. I don't know why I'm referring to myself as a product, but okay. I mean, you are, technically. Um, so... I actually did that because, you know, I went to public school for one year of like my high school and I was like, oh, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. And so my mom let me go back to homeschool. I homeschooled my 11th grade year, but my senior year, I enrolled basically into a community college and did like three or four of my basic courses and it was homeschool. So, of course, I could just like count that. Mm -hmm. So and you did that in high school or yeah I did it in my twelfth grade year the okay twelfth grade year now high school, my uh, I mean, uh, homeschool yeah yeah my my county was limited I think it might have only been like three courses because my county was limited on what which courses you could do dual enrollment for mm -hmm. which I think is stupid mm -hmm. but um so I think I did like my first English class a psychology course and. There was something else in there too. So I did like two or three classes towards my my college education and it counted as well as my for my high school education, which is basically what you're proposing. Like it does exist, but it's very difficult. When I went to uh, college as well, um, not homeschool, but kids went to technical schools mm -hmm. for their high school education. And so they could use those credits towards their college kids degree. Kids did that at my school too. So we would get a lot of kids in college that were 17. I remember asking these people, like, well, how are you here if you're 17? And they would say, well, I went to a technical school and we got to use that. Were you a 17-year-old college? I was college? a 17-year-old oh, okay. okay. in my freshman year of college. And that, that seems to support the idea of if we put these classes in high school, then do you really need those two years yeah. of college? Or do we need to say to these colleges – cut out all of this crap that is not necessary for these degrees well i also have a like a family friend that her daughter just dropped out at mm -hmm. like 16 with her full support and she went took the ged like nailed it mm -hmm. and now she's gonna go to college because she was wasting mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. being in high school right when she knows the material, she knows what they have to offer her. Mm -hmm. Now, we can argue, and this is basing off my own personal experience as well, like, is a 16-year-old ready for everything that comes with college? Maybe, maybe not. That's, mm -hmm. But that's their family's decision. That's their thing. I was not even ready for, like, a boarding school type thing at right. 14, 15. But again, everybody's different. But, yeah, go girl. And maybe she didn't even have to go to college maybe she could have taken those college courses online in the perfect world yeah so then maybe she's not ready for that college environment but she can still take those more challenging classes 100 percent. now i have a question for you was she successful in college she's i mean she just passed the ged so college oh, okay. is like her okay. next plan um so we'll see i i think she will be i mm -hmm. mean it, her mom is amazing and like she's got the support of her family so I think she'll be fine. Not saying I didn't have the support of my family. I did 100%. But yeah, I think she'll be fine. So who was it the guidance counselor? Do you know? Was it the guidance counselor that 
looked at her and said, you know, you're doing really well. We're not really benefiting you anymore. Or was it her parents that said this? I think it was her this? parents. I think her parents were just like, listen, you don't want to be there anymore. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't work out, we'll enroll you back in high school. So maybe the problem is, or one of the problems, is public school is way too strict. And we need, rather than saying you are an adult when you go from first grade to 12th grade, we need more of a grading scale that says, okay, you're now 16. You're clearly well ahead. Um, you, you scored very well on this criteria or whatever whatever test we're using and you get to now go to college if you want to rather than leaving it up to the parent to say yeah. listen you're not really benefiting our kids anymore well and i almost feel like there needs to be like some sort of middle ground so maybe this is a great argument for that two years of the community college but like i feel, i don't feel like a 16 year old is going to get the same college experience and i do feel like college in of itself that's where I learned. I don't want to say learned how to be an adult, mm -hmm. but like I learned more about being an adult than anything else in college. I learned how to problem solve. I had to learn how to like deal with interpersonal relationships. Mm -hmm. I had to learn how my own time management, even though I kind of already had that, but I had to learn so many other real life skills that I needed for being an adult. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like a 16 year old is going to get that because they're technically not they don't they won't have the freedom to have those experiences now i don't feel like i i was very independent even in like middle and high school Same. but i don't feel like i was ever interested in learning until after i graduated from my bachelor's degree so i think you i think you do need some sort of grading system to better assess where each individual student is so she might have been perfect for the college experience and had the mindset for the college experience um but maybe you were different right Every, everyone is everyone is different i just my i don't i don't point. know just thinking about some of the things that go along with college like mm -hmm. i don't some things a 16 year old doesn't need to be involved in and i feel like some of those experiences are necessary for growth mm -hmm. maybe i'm not making myself clear or no, maybe it's a bad argument i, I just i lost my point but my main point was everyone develops differently so maybe we need different criteria to understand where that person should be at any given time yeah 100 percent on board with you there because and i think i even mentioned this the other night it's the first time you knew i was a kindergarten dropout mm -hmm. oh uh, uh oh <laughs> that's what happened that's why i was homeschooled was because i was reading on a first almost second grade level and i was in a kindergarten class where my peers were still needing to be taught their their alphabet which is fine that's where you were supposed to be at that time in kindergarten things have progressed a lot now um but that didn't benefit me mm -hmm. and my mom saw that and she was like yeah we're gonna do something different Right. It seems way too strict because you like your friend, you had to wait until your mom said something. Yeah. And One. these teachers are with you more than your parents are. They should be the ones to say, okay, this kid can move on up. Yeah. yeah. So. And my other argument, I just wrote this one down, is that why are we spending all of this money on two years of free college education when we could be using that money to better the public schools we already have. Great segue back into our point, Jack. 
that is part of the plan in this bill as well. Or I did in, not even mean to do that. No, but it was fantastic because I was like, we're derailing a little bit. We might have to chop this mm -hmm. up and make this an education thing, but yeah. I think we can go with it. Um, so yeah, so it says investments in education. I'm actually going to pull up a different, a different view real quick. Not that one. That one. The fact sheet from the actual White House. Because mm -hmm. it actually goes into... Doo -doo -doo. Universal preschool for all three and four-year-olds, which again is a great way to invest into children's you know, futures. There's the free community college thing. So then it also says education and preparation for teachers. And it's very long, so I won't read it all. But it says it'll address teacher shortages, improve preparation for teachers, and strengthen pipelines for teachers of color. Okay, that's great. Um, double scholarships for future teachers. So mm -hmm. that's cool. That's a different approach. Double scholarships? What is that? So apparently for future teachers get, can get $4,000. They're going to increase it to $8,000 per year, year while earning their degree, strengthening the program and expanding to early childhood educators. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know a lot about the scholarships. If you know something about teacher scholarships, leave a comment down below. Um, it's going to invest $2.8 in the Grow Your Own programs. Are we facing a teacher shortage? Yes. We are? Yes. Okay. Thousand percent. That's the. I don't think they really care about teachers. That was my first thought: is that there's a teacher shortage, and they're just doing this to help get more teachers. Because if you're saying I'm going to give you eight thousand bucks, was it eight thousand bucks per year? It was year? increasing from four thousand to eight thousand per year in scholarships. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. Then the, no, that there would incentivize people. No, there's a universal too. teacher <clears throat> teacher shortage. Um, because like my sister, her school is like they're doubled up. They're mm. doubled up with kids. I do hear those stories where kids are, you know, you got 30 kids to one teacher and they don't get the time and attention necessary. I mean, they can have, they're co-teaching, so I guess that's better. But it's still just, it's a lot. And again, you don't get that individualism. So mm. anyway, it's going to help current teachers earn in demand credentials and invest in educator leadership. And then I had something else earlier about... So anyway, just it, it is going to try, hopefully, to invest in education in other ways. Um, again, will it work? Maybe. Hopefully. Um, I do see here that it's granting $17 billion for school meal programs. Also a fantastic program that I'm 100% in support of. And I don't see it here, but I do remember reading that they are investing money into public schools, I believe. Yeah, but still, like, my argument stands, why are we investing money in two free years of college when we could be investing all of that money in bettering those 12 years that come before it? We can, but the fact of Well, the there's only a finite amount of resources, that's too. That's true. So I guess, yeah, you have to... It's just going to depend on like how you think we're going to get to that goal. Do we... Completely restructure. I think that's that's their thing. They're looking at that like, okay, we can't completely restructure our education system. So let's tack on <clears throat> two two more years of high school, basically. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a balance and a fine line between like what you can do to help student loans and those challenges. 
and then also investing in public school and and the the 12 years are now 14 years because they're going to give everybody two years of preschool so i think they think Mm -hmm. there's like a disconnect from that i I don't know i don't know if they're ready for your plan probably not i disagree i think there's a a better way to to go about it but we digress um the american families plan also um is part of a larger economic recovery package which again goes to my point. I swear we've read about this before, Um, but it includes the American Jobs Plan and American Rescue Plan. I think we've talked that to death before. People need to go work. But again, you also have the childcare aspect, but you have the education aspect. So it sounds great on paper. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Like it sounds like, like what we need, like we're addressing these different things. My concern is that they're marketing it badly. How so? Because they're, whenever you put something like, oh, free education, inevitably that's going to get railroaded. So I just don't think. You mean it? No one likes the word. Or, no or one likes the word free right education. Don't like the words free education. They don't like. So they're going to oppose it and it's not going to get passed, is what you're essentially saying. I guess essentially saying, but like I can even see the more moderate Democrats being like, some of that wording's a little sus. Some of it's a little because it's true. It's never really free. And and you know, going back to my moderate side, like how are we going to pay for all this? Mm-hmm. And that's why my point was: why are you spending money here when you can just reallocate it over here? Do you really need all this spending when you could just? fix what we already have side note i'm just glad they're spending it anywhere for education i'm in the camp of i'll take what i can get was that me whispering enough but how about we segue to this story from the wall street journal yay segues some are concerned that all of the spending will fuel inflation so the 20 oh, oh gosh it is a 2,702 page infrastructure bill. No, thank you. So the 2,702 page trillion dollar infrastructure bill under consideration in Congress is a monumental feat of bipartisan negotiation. But if passed, it will likely heap more fuel on the inflation fire. Now this was published back on August 8th and it is talking about the infrastructure bill which has been passed in the Senate. But it's spending, and it's only a trillion dollars in the infrastructure bill. The budget is $3.5 trillion, right? So that could also fuel inflation. So all of the concerns are still relevant today. Still super relevant. Uh, while infrastructure in the long term will enhance the supply side of the economy and help keep inflation low, its effects in the short term will likely be the exact opposite, right? Because infrastructure, you're creating job so you're creating a demand right if you're building a bridge you're demanding concrete vehicles whatever you gotta you gotta produce all of that and not to be too whiny but i think like during our break in filming you were saying this and i was like and that's the problem i'm like you have all these good ideas and then people are like why inflation and then Mm -hmm. people have to be like no they're right and it's 
sucks. Right, because right, 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 right. Because if your argument is, well, we everyone needs to earn fifteen bucks an hour. Well, if you have a lot of inflation, you're not really making fifteen bucks an hour. So you've kind of shot yourself in the foot. Yeah. So you... then you're just like, well, now we need to increase more, and I hate it. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's what happens in the real world. <laughs> Um, while infrastructure in the long term will enhance the supply side of the economy and help keep inflation low, its effects in the short term will likely be the exact opposite. A recent working paper published by the National Bureau of Economic Research reviewed the evidence of the infrastructure's investment investments short-term negative effects on the economy and found little sign of stimulus effect. Drag occurs in part because building new infrastructure disrupts the use of existing infrastructure breaking the economy's supply side, not stimulating it. During road construction, for instance, traffic increases substantially, falling only after the project is completed. Looking although, at UI4. Yeah, I, although I think any driver out there in the United States knows that no traffic construction project is ever finished. Ever. Once it's finished, it just Looking starts back up the next Looking at UI4. <laughs> You have like one week of a perfect road and then there's cones do all you, over it. Do for a you bit. even have that? Because it's like they work on this end mm -hmm. and then they start working on this end. And by the time they get done with this end, this one already has potholes. You know, fun fact, um, the bridges, I've heard that they paint the bridges. And once they get to the other side, it takes so long, they have to go right back and do it again. Because it helps to keep the rust off. So there's a career in painting bridges. There's a career in uh, paint innovation that does not that only needs to be painted once. Uh, more traffic increases the amount of time it takes for the economy to produce the same amount of goods and services, which pushes prices higher. With such an increase, uh, with such a large infrastructure package, we can expect the phenomenon to be widespread. So essentially, what they're saying is, is you'll have an increase of traffic all over the place because you're going to be working on so many more roads and bridges and, and everything. It is a common refrain in macroeconomics that policymakers ought to lean against the wind through contradictory policies like interest rate hikes when the economy is growing above potential and stimulate the economy through rate cuts when it is in a hole. Extraordinary, extraordinary circumstances like a financial or public health crisis may warrant more government spending. With this reasoning, the infrastructure spending is slated to arrive at precisely the wrong moment. Policymakers are leaning forward as the winds are blowing. And Jennifer, you will have to take it away because the Wall Street Journal is forcing me to sign in. Oh, well, luckily I'm signed in. So policymakers are leaning forward as wind blows from behind. Uh, monetary policy is stimulating the economy more aggressively than any time since the Great Depression. We like to throw that word in there to remind us of what we could be having. I mean, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, households have more than $2.5 trillion in excess savings. They're beginning to spend. Unemployment benefits have pushed up the wage demands of new hires. And the economy is still turbocharged from the wildly excessive American Rescue Plan Act past the spring. And I believe that is the plan and the act that they are saying the American Families Plan and Act is building off of. So that's interesting that it's mentioned here. While the U.S. desperately needs improvements in roads, bridges, and tunnels, the timing couldn't be worse for inflation. My opinion, I would also argue that the infrastructure bill does nothing for any of that. 
but we did just right. skim we it. Did so it. I mean, it does have some money for those things, but the majority was not for those things. Unless we're reading it wrong, which is 100% possible. But also, wasn't it 7,000 pages? Yeah, it was ridiculously long. But we both agreed before the show started um, that they should put all of the money in the in- infrastructure bill for fixing the subways and the public buses to make them much more pleasant to ride in. That's what you need. That's going to assist with jobs and people being able to get to their jobs on time. I mean, again, these are our opinions, but like, Mm -hmm. what? I almost want to say put your money where your mouth is. Mm -hmm. Like, put the money where the people actually need it. Go ride a subway, guys. Mm -hmm. They're awful. Figure it out. Like, Like, there's a big difference between the american subway system and one of those bullet trains in europe those are beautiful they're very well maintained yeah the american subway system is is just abysmal okay so this section has a lot of numbers which i'm gonna skip if you want to read them there they are i'll leave them up long enough but i don't feel like reading all of them um there are other hidden inflationary forces in the bill persistent driver of inflation is the regulatory cost of doing business and the bipartisan infrastructure bill is filled with new regulations would mandate new cars to have breathalyzer and eye tracking technology to prevent drunk driving kind of on board with that though i mean that's a climate technology for preventing children from being accidentally left in vehicles on hot days Okay, now you guys are thinking. I mean, these are really good innovative ideas. This is what's in the infrastructure bill? These are some of the things that are in the infrastructure bill. So, like, color, color me. Surprise. I stand corrected. Oh, because like, we read the one dumb one about the, the promoting more women to be truck drivers. Well, and- I skimmed, like, okay, I skimmed the table of contents. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Where was but- this part? This is good stuff. This is good. Now, it's going to be costly for people who produce cars and whatnot, but it's good preventative measures. I mean, we're already revamping the way we're making cars to make them zero emissions. We've talked about that before Mm -hmm. as well. Do this. Mm -hmm. Prevent drunk driving. We know that, especially in Florida, children being locked in hot hot vehicles is a rampant problem. Mm -hmm. And for all Lane people, departure warnings and corrections. For all the people that want to defund the police, although we don't agree with it, this would be one way to do that. Because These are so many things that you would no longer have to pay for. You wouldn't have to pay to send the police out to get the kid out of the hot car. You wouldn't have to have police pulling over drunk drivers. You wouldn't have to have checkpoints. You'd have less people going to the hospital. So you could decrease medical costs, maybe. Automatic. Maybe that would increase if you have less people going to the hospital automatic emergency braking and crash avoidance systems specialized rear guards on types of certain types of vehicles automatic shutoff systems and more also requires the transportation department to update the regulations covering car seats headlights hoods and bumpers and provide more stringent enforcement of auto regulations it's weird we read that one article about how the white house did not invite tesla except for the fact that tesla has most of all those things yeah the automatic braking, the sensors, all that. But. Anyway, the administration was reckless in its stimulus efforts this spring. Again, remember, this was an opinion piece. Um, the money spent on stimulus checks and overly generous unemployment benefits would have been far better spent building bridges and roads. And on that note, Jack, all I have to say about all of this is Pelosi and other Democrats. Build bridges. Don't burn them.
See what I did there? Yeah, that was cute. Okay, anyway. But I do, uh, but, but the main takeaway that I think this author is trying to make is that you have all of this spending and their main point was that the infrastructure is not going to actually help inflation. Any but what's not going to help is excessive spending because at the same time, you know, the infrastructure, it's, it, it's not going to help the supply and demand. But then you also have inflation, whereby if you just keep printing a lot of money, you're effectively devaluing your dollar, right? Because you're printing more, more dollars. So essentially, you're dividing your wealth between all of the currency that is now being produced. Yeah. So it is a line between how much money should we be printing? How much money should we be spending? And there you have a lot of red flags that are pointing to an unhealthy economy. And and sure, sure, they make a very good point. All of these things are great, but is now the time to do it? Like, I get the fact that you have both houses in Congress, you know, pretty much the Senate. But is it just because it's the perfect opportunity? Is it the healthiest time to put forth all of these great changes? And I think we talked about this mm -hmm. uh, maybe a month ago, and I said... Um, what, what did I say? I said something along the lines of, you know, along the lines of that. Is this the best time? Right. You can't be progressive if you're working on a house that's falling down. Yeah. Right. You have to make sure it's stabilized before you, you, you move ahead. Yeah. 100%. So, I mean... I think we've probably talked this to the to death mm -hmm. at this point. Um, talked me to sleep apparently. <laughs> um, we will link all of these articles down below for sure because they're fact sheets. Uh, so we want you guys to be able to be like more informed, like we were. Um, so this includes like the White House press briefing on it, and then some of those other like little snippets of of breakdowns of the bill. So. I think that's kind of what we promised you guys. I don't know if we gave it to you in the video because we went off on a little education tangent, but I'll give it to you in the description below for sure. But make sure you like and subscribe and comment down below. Tell us why we're wrong or why we're right. Do you think this is the best time to be putting forth all of these changes? Are you worried about inflation or are you kind of cool? Or just like leave a cute bunny gif or a video. That's fine too. I like or those. Those help me. So, um, and don't forget to follow all of our social media. You can leave us cute bunny gifts there too. Um, and I guess we will see you guys next time. See you later.